You're listening to Lanika Scott, the millionaire mom with today's episode. And today we're going to talk about how I missed out, almost missed out on millions due to self-sabotage. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, self-sabotage almost caused me, the millionaire mom, to miss out on millions. And I will be sharing some backstory but also teaching you some things that you can see in your life that if you have been walking down a path with this very thing that almost affected me in a major way is affecting you, how we can put a grip on that thing, we can pause it and stop it. So let's dig in. My husband and I We got married in 1995, and since being married, we certainly have had our share of financial struggles, but 2012 was one of our worst financial years. In fact, 2011 was such a hard year for us. We ended up on food stamps. My husband lost his father, and my husband and father and him was very close. You know, his dad was always there in his life. And because my husband and I, we met so young, which I was 18 when I met Greg, he was also my dad too. And so it was just really hard on us and our children. And so not only enduring that loss, but then the financial stress struggle was just almost just overwhelming. I remember being in bed one night, and in fact, I was asleep. And I always know that whenever there's this gentle nudge and I'll wake up and I hear something, then it is always something that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to me. And so this happened about 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. overnight. And as I tossed and turned in bed, when I woke up, I heard these words, self-sabotage. And I was like, wait a minute. And so because these are words that I typically don't say, I knew it was the Holy Spirit dealing with me. I stayed awake pondering for a few minutes as my soul echoed over and over, self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And then I eventually drifted back to sleep. But the next morning, as I prepared my girls for school, as well as getting myself ready for the day, I could not shake what I had heard that night. And again, because these were words that I typically do not say, These are words that I typically hadn't heard at that time. A lot of people talk about in terms of like mentors or coaching. I knew it was something that I had to look up. So just like anyone would do, what what, what do you think I do? (laughs) What do you think I did? I went to Google. And as I searched, I found articles after articles centered around negative talk, you know, like putting yourself down. I can't do anything right. I don't, you know, I'm barely getting by. I can't make it. Why should I bother trying, blaming everyone for your problems? Or, you know, can I even do this? Like, am I even worthy of this? And so I eventually discovered that procrastination was also a huge sign of self-sabotage and the imposter syndrome, which I would later discover and also find out about, which at that time I had no inkling what the imposter syndrome is. And that is really the feeling of being underserving of one's success. So now when this happened to me, this was in a period of my life where 
we had hit rock bottom financially. It just was not good. Things were not looking good. And it also did not feel good. Let me tell you, we had had a very successful business years prior to this. My husband had came off of his job. We were working together in business, traveling, doing really well. We had changed zip codes. And now we find ourselves in a very hard situation. And I really believe the Holy Spirit had to shake me that day and to also cause me to be on a path where I could inwardly look at what was going on. And I remember when I looked at and found out information about the imposter syndrome, my mouth was wide open. The more articles I read, the wider my mouth opened. I was like, oh my God. I am in this thing. I'm walking in this thing. It's shocking to admit, but some of the information I've discovered on the pages of Google described me and was in alignment with who I was at that time in my life. Yes, y'all, the anointed, God-fearing, Jesus-lover, millionaire mom, that was me. All of the signs were pointed to a person who had quickly fallen into a trap. The day of this discovery was a day that I had never forgotten. You know how you have those defining moments in your life, those moments that you would never forget where that was one of them. It was truly a day of reckoning for me. I began to look inwardly, asking the Holy Spirit questions. And self-sabotage, again, as I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago, wasn't something that any mentor or any coach had ever taught me, nor had I had read about it in a personal development book. Because of how the Holy Spirit spoke to me, I knew I needed answers and I needed answers fast. And the Holy Spirit doesn't disturb your sleep in the middle of the night to deal with an issue that is not important to him. That's when I begin to allow the spirit of the Lord to deal with me. And I allowed him to deal with me in some of these behaviors. I found myself creating that word. And I want you to get this outside of his will. Indeed, there was an internal battle raging within, a war between my conscious and my subconscious, a war between my heart and the spirit, a war between what I knew God wanted for me, but also my reality. And I want to I want to get it to you very plain, a war between what I knew I knew I was destined for millions. I knew I was destined for wealth. I knew I was destined for abundance. I knew that I was destined for prosperity. I knew that restoration was my portion, but I didn't see it. The reality was we were on food stamps, nine miles to feed, my husband and I, our six daughters, and at that time, a niece. And it just wasn't good. It was a war between my heart and my spirit, and it was a battle of the soul. It was a war between my past, my present, and my future that I had chosen to engage in unaware. So I ask you even today this same question. As you look at your life and you know that there are things that are on the inside of you ready to be birthed, ready to come to pass, what you also have to be uh, in the knowing of and be very aware of, are you allowing self-sabotage or any type of self-sabotaging behaviors to get in your way of what you know 
you are calling to birth. One of the things that my husband and I, we constantly would say as we mentor and we teach individuals all around the world, when you are aware, you are a force to be reckoned with. When you're not aware, in other words, like I was not aware that I was creating self-sabotaging behaviors while at the same time being encouraging, ministering hope to people. And I didn't realize really what was happening around me. And it was like the Holy Spirit was like, wait a minute, we got to slow you down a bit hold your ropes, right? So you guys are really in a wilderness season, but let me tell you something, this wilderness season that you're in, it has its purpose. And the purpose is for you not to stay there. Don't you realize that there is more that I have for you? And that's when he breathed life into me. And as I allowed the Holy Spirit to breathe life in me, he began to shape me afresh and anew. He impressed upon me what you are dealing with and what you are going through is really not about you, but rather the story that I'm creating in you. This is my will that you and your family go through this wilderness. But it was not his will that we stayed in the wilderness. I really hope I'm helping somebody today. I felt the spirit of the Lord saying to me, if you do not get your act together really fast, you do know that I can bypass you and your family and use someone else. And so that's the lesson even today, as I talk to you about how self-sabotage almost made me miss out on millions. Had I had not listened to the spirit of the Lord, we may even still be there today. The truth is the wilderness experience that included my family being on food stamps, that low place, and the lot all began to take a mental toll on me. It began to take a toll on my psyche. Although I've referenced, um, you know, I've, I've talked about it so many different times. I really want to make things clear before you. My husband and I, we had built a million dollar business where we saw it to the top of a company. The company took a turn for worse, causing our franchise business to close, and we lost every single thing. And so when 2012 approached, scarcity and lack seemed to have been the norm, though we were at such a good place financially months and even years prior, I was utterly crushed. I was shaken to my core. I was in great pain and also devastation, right? And as a child of God, I wondered, God, why would you allow this to happen to me and my family? The blessings that we had prayed for, right? People had prophesied, you're going to get this. And now and this happened and now it's taken away, right? It's like, hold up, wait a minute. And so I later embraced the fact that he had, he needed to reshape me and remind me that there was a millionaire mantle on my life. And he began to show me that that same mantle was over me when he allowed our husband to tour, to to the top of the company, but yet get this, it was also still on me when we had to go to get food stamps. The Lord clearly showed me that I had to stop creating self-sabotaging experiences. Many people couldn't see them on the outside because these self-sabotaging experiences were all internal we all relate to the negative chatter that happens in our minds at times and the things we tell ourselves. But during that season of my life, the chatter got louder 
and became more frequent. He reminded me that it was imperative that I see things through his lenses. That is what I'm telling you today. I am reminding you to see things through the lenses of God, our father, to see things through the lenses of Jesus, to see things through the lenses of the precious Holy Spirit, because self-sabotaging behaviors prevent you from going into the promised land. I came up with a quote during that time, focus on the promise and not the pain. The more you focus on the pain, the more the pain will be attracted to you. Meaning I am not worthy. You know, why am I here? Why am I stuck? Those types of things. The more you focus on the promise, the more the promises will be attracted to you. Don't you let your down place define you. Meaning don't you dare put it on. You can't put it on and wear it like a coat. Don't put it on. And so I encourage you today to look at your wilderness experience, but look at it from a different perspective and look at it from a different place. Ask yourself, how can I be better and not bitter? What can I learn from the situation that I'm currently in so that I can quickly get out of it? That's just what I did. I had to come to the realization that every person God uses in a mighty way go through series of battles. They go through series, a series of serious battles. Come on, somebody. And obstacles before their name is ever great. Jesus is, and he will always be our perfect example. Even he too had to go through several wilderness experiences, but now he holds all power in his hands, seated at the right hand of the father right now. So I ask you this question, what is your story? Is it from pain to prosperity? What about suffering to success, misery to money, trials to triumph? What about foreclosures to fortunes, bankruptcy to bless? It could be how I turn my mess into a message. And even as I share so many different times from food stamps to millions, allowing other people to see that there is hope. Even when you go up and go back down, hit rock bottom, you can climb back up again because God will, and he loves to show you off. God loves to show you off and he loves to show out. God loves to use the rejected. He loves to use the outcast, the overlooked, the misunderstood, the black sheep, the unloved, the dropouts, and even the broken. God loves to use the misfits. He loves to use the worst of the worst and turn that thing around until people can see the breakthroughs so they can see God's hands was on this thing. That nobody pulled them out, but it was God. Nobody pulled them out. No matter if you are in a state of depression or also confusion, one day, that doesn't have to be your reality all the days. You understand what I'm saying? I hope you do. God loves comeback stories. And that is what God was saying to me. 
I purposed in my heart that I wasn't going to allow my down place to define me. I had to quickly remind myself of who I was and whose I was. I'm a child of God. I had to remind myself that if he set me on a path to wealth, to financial freedom by way of entrepreneurship and business, then no matter what my downfall would be, no matter what my setback would be, what I visibly saw before me, his promises were still going to come to pass. And that's what I want to share with you. No matter where you're at, if you know that God has set you on a path to business and entrepreneurship, success is your portion. You know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, then you got to know that his promises, they're going to come to pass. I had to keep the faith. I kept the faith no matter what season I was in. Daily, I remind myself that although I was not in the best of the place that I could be, the same desires and the same goals that he had placed on the inside of me, they still existed. Those same desires, they still existed. They were not dead. They were not gone just because the bank account looked jacked up. It wasn't. And there was still a place of prosperity and abundance for my family. When I surrendered during that stage of my life and I embraced it, I quickly shifted my focus, restoration, it began to fall from heaven. God began to slowly restore us once again. One of the first things that I could recall happening was my husband getting a higher paid job. Initially, we saw business decline. My husband took on a part-time job. Y'all, he was making only $11 an hour. College educated. Before, when he had left corporate America, he was, had worked his way almost up to six figures. And then when the business took off, we came together and we worked together. So now, you can you also imagine what that did to him? how he was feeling like even as a man, and he's a man's man, he's an alpha man, right? God-fearing man, man of valor, $11 an hour job, part-time he did. And that within itself was hard, you know, when he left corporate America. But then God began to restore him more. And then another door opened and he got a job making $20 per hour. The following year, now $70,000 per year. So now he was close to back what he was at first. Isn't that awesome? I want to say to you, don't curse your crisis. If I can encourage someone not to wander in the wilderness, but instead learn from those experiences and quickly move on, there's definitely a great place of wealth for God's children. Don't be like the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness, murmuring and complaining. I truly believe many miss out on their destined places because of the testing requires, which ultimately forces them into an infertile state of wandering. I hope you did hear that. You know what? Let me just repeat what I just said. I truly believe that many miss out on their destined places because of the testing required, which ultimately forces them into an infertile state of wandering. There are different purposes for a wilderness experience. Some include to test you, and some of you just strictly need to be humble. Some to prepare you. God is saying, you know what, let me see if they can even handle the wealth that I'm giving them, the abundance of prosperity. What they squander it. That's what he showed me, my husband. It also uh, includes highlighting errors and also issues of your heart. 
Will you still obey God despite your current situations? I remember there was a time when I just had to say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to obey you with look on food stamps or not. I'm going to obey you with the money in the bank or not. You understand? So there are times when he would do those types of things to also test you. Will you choose to stay focused on his word no matter what and how things look around you? Or will you sell out and even revert back? God will allow you to go through a wilderness experience, not that he had revealed what's in your heart, but for you to also see what's in your heart. Mm. You also need to know and understand what you are truly made of. So those are also things that he may deal with you about even a wilderness moment. And what I want to do right now, I just want to also share with you a few things. We started this broadcast off today, this episode off today about self-sabotage and how it caused me or almost caused me to miss out on millions. But what I want to do is I want to share just a few. That way, if you may be going through some of these things, you can deal with them one by one. Don't try to take on everything at the same time, but just one by one, you know, self-sabotage, it refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back. That's pretty much what it is. Thought patterns or behaviors that are holding you back, preventing you to do what you desire to do, or even God's will for your life. Wealth and abundance is generated when you provide a solution to others, right? So I want you to get that. Remember, wealth is generated when you provide a solution to others. The key word in this sentence that I want you to hear, shall I say this text, because I'm actually reading this from a newly released book. I just released it during this time called Supernatural Wealth Transfer. And that word is others. Wealth is generated when you provide a solution to others. Self-sabotage is the focus of self. I had to pause right there. So we want you to shift your focus on who you can help and also who you can serve. You're going to start to feel lighter and even better when you do that. When you've been through what you've been through can help someone also break through. So I want to share with you and encourage you to don't waste your pain. I'm going to highlight some self-sabotaging behaviors that may be impeding upon your wealth or even your breakthroughs. And by all means, this isn't it, but these are some behaviors that I personally had to get into the boxing ring to battle with. So I share this from a place of overcoming, not just reading something, not just looking at material or even giving you content, but some things that I had to personally and still am today working through overcoming fear, negativity, self-criticism, Procrastination. Yes, procrastination is a huge part of self-sabotage. Do you know that fear of failure is and also fear of success because you're saying, I don't know if I deserve this. That's self-sabotage. Yes, you do. You deserve this and more. <laughs> All of that pain, right? The suffering that you had to contend with, you, you dare gone right. You deserve it. Disorganization, lack of focus, comparisons, 
perfectionism. Y'all know that's one that a lot of us have and perfectionism where we just try to make everything perfect, right? And then nothing gets done. You look up six months in the past and the website ain't been lodged. So years past, the book ain't been lodged, right? You understand? That is also a form of self-sabotage because you're inwardly so hard on yourself that you think that whatever you put out there, other people may not like it. They may reject it, right? Self-sabotage, blaming others, right? Self-sabotage, negative self-talk, unhealthy habits, setting unrealistic goals, right? Start, one of the things that I love and I teach on often is small wins. It is the small wins that always lead to the victory. So those little things, they add up. You see, success didn't happen overnight, but success comes from the small things that are consistently done over time. And that is a quote that I came up with before I was the millionaire mom. In fact, I was earning three to five hundred dollars a month 2008 when I came up with that quote also putting yourself down neglecting even your health and I said well that was one that I am working on right now and even as I was writing the book I said okay I'm including that but also working on that so um what I want you to also note are some examples. I don't believe I'm good enough. I don't believe I'm worthy of success. I don't believe I'm worthy of great relationships. I don't believe I'm supposed to have a life of abundance. Yes, you do. You are good enough. You are worthy of success. You are worthy to have great relationships and you are worthy to live a life of abundance. Some ways to stop self-sabotage, of course, you seek the Holy Spirit, ask him to go in with a knife, perform that surgery, areas of trauma, other areas, maybe in your past, you've not dealt with, begin to lay those things before him. Another thing and way to understand it is just, I mean, another way to stop it is just to understand it. You know, when you begin to gain knowledge or something, the Bible talks about my people perish for their lack of knowledge, right? So then I would also understand it to read the knowledge that I have will keep me from perishing. So another way to stop the self-sabotaging behavior is to understand what you're going through, recognizing the self-sabotaging behaviors, identifying root issues, right? Dealing with trauma, take time for self-reflection, start to get to know you. Sometimes we're in different places of our lives. The same person that we were 15 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, we ain't the same person that today. Now it's like, who am I? What's going on with me? So now I come to get to know me. That's also a way. And so now what happens is we start to get enlightened by the things that are even attracted to us. Like, wait a minute, I can't deal with that. I got to cut that off, right? So self-reflection is also really good. Set small goals and make small plans. And then as you accomplish the goals, then you add on to those goals. And again, you allow the Holy Spirit, as I shared before, to help you walk through your freedom. I believe repentance is also good and is also needed because a lot of times self-sabotaging behaviors, they come into agreement with fear and doubt. And the Bible is very clear. It says without faith, it is impossible to please God. In John 14 and 26, it says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And those are even things about you and yourself. 
and what's going on in between those ears, right? Or even the heart, the brain, which is your mind and also the heart and bring you in remembrance of all that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit is going to teach you. I want you to meditate on these scriptures, John 14, 26, that I've just read. And also 1 John 2 and 27, where it says, as for me, where it says, as for you, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it taught you, you abide in him. So I'm going to leave you with this quote. And these are quotes that you've heard me share throughout the duration of this episode. But I want them to be in front of you as well as the word of God, because what you focus on the most That is what is going to grow. Remember, self-sabotage is all about self, right? I want you to focus on the promise and not the pain. And don't you dare let your down place define you. God is going to get the glory out of your story if you let him. The world needs you are yes. That has been our time today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Millionaire Mom Faith, Family, and Finances podcast. We discussed how self-sabotage almost made me miss out on millions. And I'm so grateful that the Holy Spirit came to me and shook me that day. Yes, he did. God bless you. See you next time.